Welcome back to the What's Going On podcast. Today we have some guests on the show. <laughs> Sophia, Maddie, Condog. They're all here. And we're going to get started with a question from Condog. All right, so on page 256, when the text says two new flowers, how does this display idea of Layla's innocence throughout the story? Do uh, elaborate on the quote, please. So throughout the story, we talk about how Layla, like when she comes into Rashid's household after her being married her, she had never grown up in a household where her wife would get beat or she basically forced to do every little thing. But her mammy never did that with Bobby because they shared equal rights. All right. One thing that I could have seen is how uh, like Layla and Aziza brought like a new light to Miriam's life. Like as you can see, it says like. Um, the years had not been kind to Miriam, but perhaps she thought there were kind of years waiting still. A new life, a life in which she would find the blessings that Nana said Arami like her would never see. And like through the past few weeks in the story, Miriam and Layla and like Aziza have all been like having fun and actually like enjoying life. And so like that could be seen in how like Layla brought her innocence and helped Miriam regain her youth almost. Yeah, I think it has less to do with, with Layla and more to do with Miriam. Like it's just like Layla was one of the flowers, yes, and so was Aziza. But like the thing is, is that they were um, they they were bringing light, and you know, flowers represent just like beauty and like calm and, like calm and stuff like that. It's just kind of a pleasant thing. And I think that Miriam never really experienced like anything that was so nice in her life. And I think that is why they said they spread her life. Yeah, I think definitely like the flower aspect of how kind of like Rashid always called Layla a flower, his like his flower kind of creepily shows how like yeah she's very young and she like is very young for him especially but it also shows like you said the contrast that her and Miriam have while Miriam is basically an old lady and kind of I thought turning into a nana like having like a nana type perspective um Layla's still young and oh, oh. oh okay like another aspect of it is like how Aziza it's like a like baby, and she's showing, she's like showing interest towards like Miriam, like when she grabs her finger and holds on, and like stuff like that. Miriam never got to experience that with her own child because she had like uh, like an absurd amount of miscarriages. So like she's finally getting to feel that feeling of like motherliness that Nana had with her, and now she's having with Aziza like a little bit, and sharing that with Mary uh, with Layla is bringing a new light into her life and giving her almost like a will to live and continue moving on. Yeah, it's almost like how Bobby said how Layla was like her reason to live, and now it's almost Mary's reason. Like Mary took Layla under her wing, and now kind of helped her get through with Rashid, and now it's just to get almost a grandchild. It's really interesting in this story how you think they start off Miriam and Layla not really liking each other like that much and having these all contrasting personalities that you thought like they would never really care for each other but then the baby is what brings them together because what I thought when I first saw how Miriam like thought what Miriam thought of Aziza I thought that she would envy her because she would never have children of her own but then now 
they're having fun. She thinks she feels more like a mother. Well, I think Miriam also was doing it purely out of defense because she was so used to be to, to betrayal. She was just trying to defend herself so she wouldn't get emotionally attached. Um, but one of the quotes I was looking for is on page 252, and it says, uh, and it's from Miriam's perspective, where it says, love has never been declared to her so fearlessly, so unreservedly. And I think it's just kind of, point, like, she wasn't used to unconditional love and to have such, uh, Aziz, and in this quote, they're talking about Aziza and how Aziza loves Miriam so much and she's always been so happy to see her. Um, that I think that's really a big thing about what changed uh, Marianne's perspective. Yeah, and another thing that like connects back to Sophia with like the connection between Layla and Marianne is how Layla defended Marianne when Rashid was gonna go beat her, which is like a big thing. Because Miriam had never had anyone to defend her, and she was always like the victim. But when Layla came into the household, she's like helping her out, and maybe like I feel like Miriam saw through that how Layla isn't her enemy in this situation, and they should like work together and like be on the same side. Yeah, that she's not there. She wasn't just steal. She wasn't stealing Rashid. She was protecting her from Rashid. Yeah. And yeah, also because like that was kind of like Layla was like, I'll if you're getting closer to me, you're being nicer to me, then I'll be nicer to you, and we can get closer. But I think. Mary, Miriam saw it more as a thing of she's been lonely all her life and all of a sudden she has somebody because she she was she used to be with Nana before but after like that was really like the best childhood like for her because Nana was always first of all complaining about men and everything and then after she died she couldn't really learn to trust anybody not even like kids like Layla has. Yeah, she always like grew up with like unwelcome company almost. Nan never really liked uh, like Mary as a child, and she was like, like had the gin on her always. Like basically hated like the idea of her due to her father. And then Rashid never really cared for Miriam except after she had many miscarriages, he didn't really care for her. She couldn't give him anything in the marriage anymore. So she'd almost just figured out that people didn't like her, so she always kind of lived lonely. So now when Layla comes, like Gemini put up her wall because that's what she thought she needed. Well, I feel like Miriam also just never really was shown much uh, love. And it, like, clearly she hasn't. Um, but it just makes her self worth just drop so much more. Um, you could. Uh, so she did have her tutor, I forgot his name, but she did have her tutor, and um, that was about it, but it, you can kind of see how she doesn't um, see herself worth, whereas in Layla, she came into this marriage thinking she was worth something, and wasn't just something that could be used, uh, like something that could just be used for Rashid, and so I think that's why she also had the confidence to, Layla had the confidence to fight back Rashid, and gave Marion that like little glimmer of, wait, there's some hope in life, there's some hope in like, not, I'm worth something, I'm not just something that yeah, that idea of self-worth also connects back to Aziza. Because like on page 252 it says, Why have you pinned your little heart to an old ugly hag like me? Miriam would remember and tell Aziza's hair, Huh, I'm nobody, don't you see Adehati? What have I got to give you? But Aziza only muttered contently and dug her face in deeper. And when she did that, Mariam swooned. So her eyes water, her heart took fight. And like this idea of Aziza being introduced into her life, like you can see that she believed herself that she was just like a old lady never um, gonna amount to anything but then Aziza gave her like a sense of self-worth because she's showing her love and like she's just a baby she doesn't understand what's going on but the fact that she's showing her love is like giving Maryam something more in life something more to life than just working like 
working like a servant for uh, Rashid. And I think that that lifestyle that like Miriam was introduced to with living with Layla and Aziza is uh, like helping her a lot, like Ani said. But at the same time, I think that lifestyle is hurting Layla a bit, definitely, after her previous lifestyle, including like having to be with Rashid, even though she didn't really have many options because, like Rashid said, the other options was like to go out in the street and probably get raped and die fast. But the thing is that how it's helping Layla, how it's hurting Layla, even though it's helping her with the game. Um, I do think another thing about self-worth and how Layla takes being put in a situation, you know, because like you said, she was put in a completely different situation and brought into this family where it's very abusive and like you're just a lot of controlling. Um, she had the idea of, I'm going to run away. She, Marianne would have never come up with that because she never thought, she just was in every situation, she was put into every situation and she never thought that. She didn't, she didn't think that she was worth enough to be listened to. She'd never been listened to in her entire life. But Layla had been listened to by her Bobby. And um, she had something telling her that her opinion mattered. She mattered. And that's why she had the idea to run away, I think, and take Aziza and get her to a better life because she had been exposed to a better life. Um, Layla's um, strong-willedness like really helps I think Miriam kind of looks up to it because Miriam is like I could never do that obviously like you said she's never really been able to stand up her lifestyle has been a lot more traditional than Layla's progressive lifestyle but since Layla has had that progressive lifestyle she can stand up to Rashid and it's kind of like it shows how self like how how strong she is really but I don't think she will be able to share that with the world now that she like can't go to school and everything. Which um, brings me to my next point. I have a question for you guys. Um, in the text, one, um, page 232, when it says, she would have to watch the surprise in their eyes or the pity or the glee at how far she had fallen, at how her lofty aspirations had been dashed. This is thought about by Layla. How does this show how the single story has been brought back from the complete story because of the war? Into her life? Yeah. Well, one part of that quote, or the context of that quote, is how she's in like a burqa, which is something she's never experienced before, and how that burqa gives her like an anonymity that she... I guess it almost makes her feel good. And this was also seen before with Mariam. Mariam had like never worn a burqa and then like she wore a burqa for the first time with Rashid and she also said mentioned something, I don't remember exactly, but she mentioned how like the anonymity made her like feel like she could hide from the shame that she would feel as like a harami. And now Layla is saying that the anonymity helps her hide from like basically the opposite, how they had like such high expectations for her, like the opposite of shame. But now she's hiding from how she had fallen from those expectations. So that's something how it's like like regressing back from the complete story to the single story. 
Yeah, she'd sort of gone from like this person who her father valued her education. She was supposed to go off to maybe America, go get a proper education, and she always get married later in her life. Where she'd gone from that to being married to some sixty-year-old man and having his child, and now like he forced her to burka just so that no other people could see her face. And sort of shows how she went from the complete story of what Muslims like wanted to become, and then how she got pulled back into the single story like marrying. Yeah, I. I agree with both of you guys, definitely, and I think we all thought when we heard that Bobby was homeschooling her that it would, like, it wouldn't turn into the single story. It would stay going because he cared about her a lot, and, like, she would still get an education. She would still be able to be what, like, all of her friends wanted her to be and what they always said she would be, but then... I think it's so strange how something can change that fast, and now she probably won't be able to get that lifestyle that she dreamed of. I think when she first transitioned to being in the household with Rashid and Mariam, she did go through a little bit of a phase, uh, I guess, a, yeah, a phase um, of seeing some traditional value as, or not traditional value, but more so uh, re regressing back into what uh, Mariam and Rashid were doing. Like I said, you know, like how she liked the burqa. And then on page 234, when she said that, it, that how she had liked almost how it felt to scream at Mariam to curse at her, to have a target to which folks all simmering anger for grief. And I think it just shows that that transition is so, like, harsh that just having like, she doesn't have control in her life, but she can kind of but, um, she likes having, like, the burker hide her, because she's this big transition scary, and then she, to get, like, anger out was something that was so that was a big struggle for her. So, like, before, when we were talking about, like, Mariam and story focus on, like, the Mariam part of it, like, we saw glimpses of Layla and, like, we thought, and we discussed in earlier discussions that we thought, like, Layla would be the one to break the single story, but, like, then she got stuck in this marriage with Rashid, but they both, they mentioned, like, multiple times that she wants to run away in the springtime with, uh, like, Aziza, so... I, there's like a thing about, I think, I feel like the single story, again, will get broken, or there'll be a chance it'll be broken by Aziza, like the next kid in the line, and also the fact that she's a girl, I feel like that has some significance, because if it was a boy, Rashid would have kept it and loved it, and like, he would have loved the baby like his own, but the fact that it's a girl almost makes it feel like it'll have more of a chance to break the single story of women in Afghanistan. Yeah. Also, um, adding on to that, the fact that it is a girl is a lot better, especially in these later chapters, because in one of the chapters, Rashid is talking about how they're taking young, young boys and they're like making them join the camps and basically sending them off to die. And I think that that helps to show the fact that her being a girl is not as bad as the single story says. But the single story also has, well, Rashid perpetuates that single story so much so that he won't even, like, accept the fact that he has a daughter. He won't, uh, on page 237, you'll see he's, uh, uh, and he's talking. He's like, sometimes I swear, sometimes I want to put that thing in a box and let her float down the cool, down the cool river like baby Moses. Marion had never heard him call his daughter by the name the girl had given her, Aziza. Um, 
the cherished one, it was always the baby or when he was really exasperated back then. It kind of just shows how he doesn't see any value in having a girl and just that his view on women are is just that or having a female child like a girl child um so i guess is there anything we want to add to his view on women i guess yeah i have some more questions with that cracking to like page 250 it says like he'll turn on you too you know mariam said wiping her hands with a dry rag soon enough and you gave him a daughter too so you see, your sin is even less forgivable than mine. That's kind of just like a quote to like, like support. Yeah, basically. Yeah, the thing to think about it is, um, she never knew that uh, the Aziz was never uh, like his child, sort of. And like when they come back from um, like the hospital and stuff, we knew it talked about how she came in first, like didn't he, like let the door almost hit Layla on the way back in, and how he basically said he thought he was cursed in the fact that Miriam wasn't able to have a child, and then Layla was the first one to actually have a child. She had a girl too, and never gave him like boys. He actually wanted. Then, like, he also has an anger in the fact that, like, he feels like he needs like to complete the single story and have like the wife who gives him the son and everything. And he just can't fully complete it. Yeah, yeah. It definitely connects to the real life single story of how I'm pretty sure all of us are aware that we've heard of stories where these um like muslim families get girls as like babies and they really don't want them because they know that life is going to be hard for them as life was hard for layla and Miriam. so i'm pretty sure yeah that's exactly why we're sure. um could it possibly also have to do with a little bit of guilt that comes from the fact that um i don't remember exactly where but it's said that rashid was drunk for a while and didn't notice that his own kid mm -hmm. like had drowned in the pool and because that kid was a boy a lot of this does have to do with his view of women, but could it also have something to do with the fact that he feels guilty for letting a son drown and he feels like he can't raise a son like he had the chance to before him? It's almost like he like, feels like it almost attacks his reputation the way like, he isn't supposed to have a drink before like, he gets like, his image almost. And the fact that like, he has a hold of a higher education, the fact that he lost like the highest like value, which is a son, he needs to be able to like, redeem himself almost which, like he needs that son so that he can raise him and show them that he is worse than me in society. Maybe it's where the anger stems from. This all this abuse of that he has, he lost control at that moment, and he wanted to control back, and that anger kind of fueled him uh, out of pure guilt of just hating himself for letting that happen to his son, and as if he thinks that having a girl is his punishment, and that having a boy would be God's forgive, like God forgiving. Yeah. We're taking what has his religious views into perspective. Gave him back what was taken from him because of his own actions. Yeah, like you said, he would see it as like he paid, repaid his penance almost, and like he's being forgiven. But the fact that he had like seven miscarriages and then a daughter, it just like tears away at him almost because he's seeing that like he's not being forgiven. And I mean, he shouldn't be, but that's what is being seen, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, does anyone have any other questions about the text? Uh, I have another question. So, like, when I was, like, reading about when, how, um, when Layla went to go talk to, uh, Miriam about her plans to go, like, escape and stuff, when I was first reading that, I immediately thought she was going to tell, um, 
Miriam about Aziza and how it wasn't actually her, it wasn't Rashid's child and how it's Tariq. But Layla like, almost has like forgotten about it and never brings it up to anybody besides Aziza. And like it's almost like her way of like feeling good. It's like whenever she's been down from Rashid and stuff, she always tells Aziza like about her true father and like that. But what does it say in the fact that like Miriam and Layla gotten so close, but she won't tell like her about like one big sin? I think that it could be because of how big that is and how much, like, I think she's seen definitely after Rashid was, like, beating Miriam and everything. She's seen how how scary it can get. So maybe she's just trying, even though she has friends, she's still trying to look out for herself and be smart. Um, I think some of it also has to do with if that information got ever got out, even if it was like even just by accident. Um, I think she prioritizes the safety of Lisa first, and if he had found out that not only did he have a girl, but the girl isn't even his own kid, he could get quite violent and hurt Aziza very easily just because not, it's, uh, she's not his child. And I think she's doing that out of the safety of the daughter. And well, if they ever do get out, I haven't finished the story, but um, they definitely, I'm sure that the topic might come up, or maybe she's afraid of Mar- Yeah, also, It might also have to do with like trust, because like when they first met, like Marion hated Layla, and they like didn't have they had like a better relationship, and it bettered through Aziza. So I feel like right now with Rashid in the same household, I don't know if she trusts Marion to keep that to herself until they leave. So like you said, maybe after they leave, she might tell her. So because if they if she leaves with her, she might know that like she can trust her to be like a good friend and keep that keep that secret alive. So. Well, that would also make Aziza a Harami, technically, right? Yeah, I think it said that... Uh, yeah. And given that somewhere. she knows that Miriam is a Harami, that might also be to yeah. protect her in a way, or maybe make it so that doesn't become an issue. Or Also, yeah. I think that, because I'm pretty sure when they were telling them each other like their stories, it just said, like, Miriam said her story, and then Layla, I'm pretty sure, didn't really say that deep. Or if she did say stuff, I'm pretty sure she didn't tell about Tariq at all to Miriam. And I know Rashid knew about him, and Miriam already knew, like, the background details, but they didn't really know about how he was. So I think it's also that fact of loss. Like, even though when when the news came out, she didn't, like, the book didn't talk about it as much after. It kind of moved on, but you can tell that she still is feeling that loss, and maybe she wants to, like, keep it away from her head. Yeah, especially because her reactions, whatever she thought about during her so extreme. Yeah. yeah. And it probably also has to do with the fact that I remember, like, earlier in the chapter, she talked about how she kept questioning, like, Layla about her, like, interaction. She was like, oh, like, how close are you guys? And I used to hear stories about it, and she used to walk away, but I feel like not talking about her bathroom, but she's also in such an anonymity. Also, what's it called? Rashid has mentioned before, like, he's asked, like, what was your relationship with that boy? Have you guys done something? Because, like, he's seen the features of the baby and that, like, the features don't match with him. So he's had his own suspicions about, like, I think he knows, or, like, he doesn't know, like, for sure, but I think he has, like, very big doubts that 
that baby is not his baby. It's actually Tariq's baby. Cause he's like asked her like, like what what did you boys what did you do with that boy? Did you guys like get into? Did you guys kiss or anything? So he's asked her those kind of questions. But um, but I'm not sure that like he really cares. Like okay, I think I think he cares, but I'm not sure if he cares as much as he would, for example, if it was a boy. Because since he like yeah, since he like doesn't really care for the girl in general, then maybe if he found out that it was in like a child of another man, then it's not. I think he wouldn't actually be mad about it. I think he'd just find it as an excuse to hurt uh, Layla. Or the baby. Or the baby, yeah. yeah. I think it, he would, he might have absolutely no idea. He might not actually think that it's Tariq's baby, but he probably just wants to find another excuse to hurt Layla. It's just the same way that he tried to find an excuse to hurt Layla when um, Layla had to like yell at him and say no and grab his arm to make sure he didn't go beat Mary on just because Layla was crying. Um, I think that's a big thing. They're just going to try and find any excuse to Yeah, I I agree going off of that. He wants to use, I feel like, almost not hurting Layla, but he wants justification for hurting or getting rid of the baby. Because like you said before, like he wants to put it in a box in the Kabul River. And also, it says in the text on page 239, he said, you should not get so attached, Rashid said one night. Uh, Lail says, what do you mean? Rashid said, I was listening to the radio the other night, Voice of America, are an interesting statistic. They said that one in Afghanistan, um, one out of four children will die before the age of five. And so, like, I, Rashid just, like, said that statistic and said, like, that was why he said that. But I feel like behind that, he could be saying you should not get so attached because he might be planning something. The fact that it's a girl and the fact that there's a suspicion that's not even his baby so that could bring shame to him. He might be trying to like find excuses or like warning her that he'll get rid of the baby and make it look like an accident or something like that. Uh, some of it I'd also have to do with control because he did this numerous times where he was talking about, oh, uh, so many women are getting raped and coming in, killing the whole families and, like, and stuff like that. And some of it, uh, I see it as, especially from the view of him trying to, as an abuser, one of the biggest things is they're looking for control. And the more you create fear, the more control you have. And I think a lot of him talking about what's going on in like in politically and the current events of the time are heavily biased for him to create fear within the family so he can be the protector he can be in control you have to listen to me otherwise you're gonna die the baby's gonna die like any reason he can find to control Marion Aziza that's true I think he I think like the things that he's saying are true like all the things are happening but it's just another way for him to justify that they have to stay he can do whatever he wants with them but if they get out like if they're without him they can't live without him basically and like she wants to run away too so like she wants to run away and his idea he wants to prevent her from trying to run away mm-hmm. yeah I feel it's like almost like Rashid has a low self-esteem for himself after like having his son died and it's almost a way to like to put himself up in the world like if he has people lesser than him and people that worship him he almost feels like a hero himself and make him feel like he's a higher being compared to them. And he and we talked about like how when like on page two thirty four it said how Layla like liked being with house and she could like take her anger out on and like curse at. 
and how it might be the same way for Rashid and the fact that like when he's angry and upset, it's the best way for him to take it out is just to yell at somebody or hurt somebody. And it gives him that feeling of pleasure almost. Yeah, and that's really like part of the single story, especially from men's side, and it shows how this book especially kind of shows us shows us the traditional side and then shows us more of the complete story with Layla's family, but then kind of crushes that when they all die and then goes back to this story and goes back to, I mean, like, for example, yeah, Layla probably won't be able to pursue the future that she has, but maybe Aziza might if they do escape. Yeah, and I think that's, like, her goal is just, like, hey, if I can't live a good life, that's uh, as well, my accomplishment could be my child. And I think that uh, a lot of parents go through that where they're like, well, if I can't be accomplished, at least my kid can be, and that can be my accomplishment. I said, I got my kids where they need to be. And that might be where she feels that guilt because he believes that men are the only ones that can bring success, can bring good word to the family. And he feels like even if he was a shoemaker and didn't feel as successful, you know, even though he hears, he talks about uh, how great he is as. Uh, a shoemaker, as great as he is, a shoemaker, it's just kind of to, as a mask. But I think he wanted to have a boy so that they could be more successful and bring good uh, family names and stuff. Yeah, maybe he believes that a girl can't bring the family name and a boy would be the girl because of like the restrictions on girls and the restrictions that he puts on girls himself. Yeah, and then that basically goes on to show like depends on what happens in the next chapters if they do escape or if they don't then will Miriam be able to like find that progressive side and be able to maybe not be not grow up to be like Nana was and will Aziza also be able to find that story yeah and thinking about like sort of an idea of like carrying on we can like see like even like in American culture here how a lot of the time the, like the girl like usually marries into like the male's family and they usually have the male's last name which is almost the fact that like he's trying to have a male as much as he can so that he has a successor sort of so he has something he can give a story to because he his personal views on it showing like how he wouldn't like just give it to his or her store he wouldn't give it to a girl, so he must have a guy or to be a successor. Because he knows that he's just married to some other man at some point. Alright, looks like we're nearing the end of our time. Yeah. Yeah, so good stopping point for our conversation. Good discussion, guys. The end of the What's Going On podcast for today. Bye. Oh, it's still.